We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Week 9, picks against the spread, super locks, free money, cuss corner. Coming all to you, a reminder to smash the like and sub to the channel, and also sub to the newsletter down in the description, completely free. If you ever want to get this show a night early, that's where you find it, in the newsletter. Get it sent right to you, and you can jump on top of you know these great picks that we always seem to have every single week. And if you need more betting content in your life, highly recommend you check out the Hammer Betting Network. Myself, Jeff, and Tim have a show up there every single Wednesday where we talk through futures bets. So hit the description or just search Hammer HQ on YouTube to go check that out. Whether you're a pro, whether you're recreational, doesn't matter. There's content up there for you. Jeff, you have returned. You're on video. I got my video figured out we're coming together in week nine it's all happening pat it's all happening okay all right see see you're in mid-season form here all right listen the coin is in studio we got trades going on we got games to get to i want to get to it all but first we need to welcome him in he's we'll see if he's still sad about the jets from the weekend it is tim underkust tim underkust That's not my name. I'm not sad. I've accepted my fate that this team is terrible. I'm glad to see they're not making trades. I support that. 
what are you trying to do? You can't replace the injured uh, superstar running back offensive line. And if you're going to keep starting a quarterback who's not fit to start for the Toronto Argonauts, what's the point? Jeff, would you keep Ooh. start? Would you keep starting Zach Wilson? It is wow. I've never thought you should pull a player in that situation, but he seems to have a total lack of understanding of a football IQ. It's a carelessness that, you know, there's no comparison. I don't think that Sam Darnold, even seeing ghosts, it felt that careless. Even in, you know, his, that first touchdown was phenomenal. He fit that thing in like a little window that very few probably could. But it doesn't even the bad is so bad that you can't even make the um you can't even try to defend it. You nope. can't even say like, oh yeah, Josh Allen, he'd show you a ceiling, then he'd fumble the ball backwards, but then you'd see another ceiling play and then you'd see something stupid. No, it doesn't even compare to anything. This is unfathomable, in my opinion. The football IQ, the lack thereof, that you had to know after that Denver game. They had to feel so lucky to have escaped without happening what happened versus the Patriots mm -hmm. that they had to have had a conversation with him. And then to see that his first default instinct the very next week is to do it all over again. I'm I'm flabbergasted. And then he stood at that podium like a, pro, a he doesn't he has a look that can seem pompous, which, you know, if you don't have anything whatever that's just what he looks like that's not his fault but he acted like a pompous prick on that podium after that game too so i, I don't know what to do if i'm the jets you're i mean if you're robert Sala, you're in a super tough spot because you know that the quarterback that you have uh is no good but you can't start flacco and he's hurt anyway i see they've they've activated straveller I actually think there's a case we made to bring in Straveller, not to start as quarterback, but to use as sort of an H-back, Taysom Hills-type quarterback, spell out, uh, you know, White Mike White, spell out Zach Young, do something creative. But they're not going to do that. They're just going to sit there and let Zach Wilson throw interception after interception, and maybe they should. And then that way everyone has justification to let him hit the road uh, when the year's over. I don't know. It's a very tough spot. Uh, there's nothing to be hopeful about uh, when it comes – because the NFL is so quarterback, very few teams can play excellent football uh, with bad quarterback play. Like, you, you can get along with just decent quarterback. Like, Miami doesn't have good quarterback play, but they have decent quarterback play. They got good enough to get, get you over. Philadelphia doesn't have amazing quarterback play, but they, have re they, but they have good quarterback play. Minnesota doesn't have amazing quarterback play, but they have good, like, good enough to get you over. The Jets have, like, the worst quarterback play I can imagine. It's not going to get better. There's no hope for it to get better. Everyone we draft is terrible. Uh, yeah. Like, is it going to cost Douglas his job? Probably not because he's drafted so well elsewhere, but nothing to be hopeful about. Uh, you know, they talk about the, the stages of grief. I guess I'm in the anger stage. Uh, maybe I'll get to the acceptance stage later. Maybe I'm there. I don't know. I'm, I'm annoyed. This team is five and three. It has no hope. Well, there's no hope.
Well, Jeff, you and I have some hope in coming back on Tim, so it was a good week for us, bad week for him, and closed the gap a little bit on his giant lead. I was 10-5, and five, back to two games below 500 now, 60-62, and 62, you were 8-7, and seven, so we're tied on the year. Tim was 5-10, and 63-59, still leading in the coin. Dropped down to nine or six and nine for the week, 57 and 65. Super locks, you and I hit Jeff, and the Lions couldn't come through against Tua for Tim, and the free money got blown up last second when the 49ers had an awesome second half. Tim had hit the first four legs of that teaser, but the Rams couldn't Two come Two weeks through. in a row. Two weeks in a row. That happens to me. <laughs> Plus, my fantasy football team is destroyed. Uh, you know, I'm feeling terrible about most of my picks in the hammer contest as I look at them. I got nothing to look forward you to. You were the just picking them up. Well, you the spent only last... thing I can look forward to is that the Miami Dolphins continue to misuse their resources constantly. And their, 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 their failures and their mistakes are my joy. That's, very, uh, that's all I got, kind of got left. I haven't got a whole lot to be happy about. So you don't, Everything is awful. You don't you, like the. You are. Hold on, you, you are. You don't projecting, like, I think. You don't like you, There's the, no way. Why, why do you not like this move to get Chubb for them? Well, first they paid a first-round pick for an underperforming defensive end. Uh, go ahead. Throw away these first-round picks that you were gifted from San Francisco, who also made a mistake, uh, and using it on a, a guy who's just not going to make a difference. Like, go ahead. Go bring in Miami Jeff has 15 facts this year. They need – that's like what they Maybe need. they should go after somebody who's good then. I don't know. Maybe they should have gone after somebody who's actually good at sacking the quarterback. He's an underperformer this year. Uh, you know what? Go ahead. Throw away your first-round picks. I'm glad to see it. Uh, go after Jeff Wilson, Jr., a guy who's so talented that the Niners couldn't wait to trade for another running back rather than play him every week. Uh, I, I, I don't understand any of these moves, but great. Uh, let them waste their resources. I don't care. I don't care. Good. Who would you rather, Tua or Zach? I would rather any quarterback in the NFL other than, I don't know. Maybe so you're Malik like out, out on Zach? Like you don't even see a future? If I were the general manager of the Jets, I would probably cut him. <laughs> What? And I, I would have used today trying to use today as the trade deadline to trade him for something. And when, I would got, and when nobody got anything for him, I would have sent him off and said, maybe you can go play for the Tiger Cats in the Queen Elizabeth Highway rivalry next week uh, when they play in the CFL playoffs or something. Maybe the CFL team will bring you in on time. Or maybe you can get in early at an XFL training camp. Good luck to you. That's what I would have done. No, Tim, I know you well enough. And it would be no secret to anyone in the audience, other than processed foods, you really are not one to put any sort of poison um, into your body. But those of us that have, the come down is real. It is real and it is dangerous. And you're on some sort of come down right now based on how you were talking a week ago. I don't even know what to make of this. I don't even know if... You seem so genuine that I don't even think I'm, you're trying my to swerve. Heart is broken. My heart is broken, and it's irreparable right now. And I know who broke it, and I know who did it. Franklin Myers may have ruined my season, but it's not his fault. The whole thing, the whole thing's going sideways because the quarterback can't play, can't take responsibility, and everybody's hurt. And everyone I cheer for gets hurt, and like everyone's cheering on these other teams that have like god awful players. And, like, telling me how great they are. And, like, everything is awful. I have nothing to hope for. I have things to cheer against. That's all I've got right now. 
What about when Zach Wilson drops 400 yards and four touchdowns and the Jets beat the Bills this week? What happens then? Are you back up? I'll be no, I'll be absolutely furious because all that'll mean is that people will say, "Oh, see, so you got to give him a chance." Last week didn't mean anything. We all know that anyone can have one good game; it doesn't mean nothing. Uh, we've seen no that that will not. I will not be thrilled about that. I'll be happy the team won. I suppose I think that line is a bit inflated, kind of stupid. But whatever, the Jets are playing terrible football, even though they have an elite defense. Uh, their offense is just, they have a quarterback who can't play, and he's not interested in getting better. What kind of answer is, oh, I get bored throwing the ball away? That is that is an instant bye-bye, got to cut you now type of answer. <laughs> You're in year two. If that's your response to playing one of the worst games anyone has ever seen, like, get out of here. You're not fit for Gotham City. Get on a bus. And go to Hamilton or go to Regina and go play football in the CFL. Those are you know, quality leagues who would be happy to have you. This ain't the Mountain West. Do you think that his press conference was more obnoxious or just how good Tua was? <laughs> well, I mean, look, I give him his credit. He can throw to wide open receivers. He's very good at that. Uh, my guy's not. My guy can't even hit open receivers. So I guess Tua has that on him. Tua's dropping a nice little ball in into bucket, ball into bucket. Yeah, he's very very talented. He's the best there's ever been. Okay. He's you're playing word, well. Your they're, words, they're, Jeff, best there's ever been. He's the Bret Hart of NFL quarterbacks, Tua. Yeah. Well, well the, the play you gotta give credit when it's due. Like you know, no, they're making they're making plays. Well, yeah, you, the receivers are getting open. Do you agree with the uh, the crooked media, Jeff? That Tua's better than Herbert. Listen, it's not, you know, I've taken Don't the high steal my talking points. I got points. <laughs> this is, I haven't said really a mean word about Tua in a year and a half. And it is nice to see him play well. And I hope he's healthy enough to keep playing. I don't think there's a throw that Tua can make that Herbert can't. And there's probably plenty that Herbert can make that Tua can't. Um, and it's fun. And you saw last night with Joe Burrow, your top receiver goes down. You're going to struggle. Things might not be as hunky dory. Also for the, like for people to be picking on Herbert, it's like they haven't even watched these games. He's the only reason the chargers win. He's the only reason the chargers have a chance. And then, and he's doing it playing hurt. And you saw what he did after he got hurt in that chiefs game. Like to, to say what you saw, like what your eyeballs saw in the first two years of Herbert, and to say like that no longer counts for anything as he's playing without his left tackle, receivers, how he's not healthy. Joe Lombardi calls a blood dump offense. Like, ah, oh, people, people got to really chill on. Um... If you put Joe Burr, or, or sorry, if you put Justin Herbert on my team, my team would be the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl. It's that simple. Well, I, I, you know, things have really started to go weird for us since you, you, after you spent a whole offseason bashing us, you, you put some air in my tires and then things start to real go sideways. I really like you this week, too. Shut up. I do, though. I really do. Falcon I'm desperate for a win. And Pat, you're, and you're I don't know how it. it's possible that it's week eight. Both of our teams are over 500, and it's just such <laughs> negative energy. I've never, I've never been less happy about my team. I was happier when they were two and eight, and I didn't have to like my guts weren't knots every day. Like I've re 
Anyway. You are crumbling <laughs> under the you both of you just crumble under the pressure of success. Oh, I'm a fried I'm a delicate flower, Patrick. I am I do not deny no, I'm how not. fragile I am. And and people need to realize it takes people, teams like my team and Tim's team for the ecosystem to live. Like these Patriot dynasties, or if you're having fun with your team right now, like you know, it's we're all it's all part of the ecosystem. You need us. But what happens when the bees die? You know what I mean? Everything is going to go under. So we're all part of this ecosystem, and it needs losers like us. And we all hope we can have our hopeful moment like Paul's having right now. The buffalo, like, just to be the bell of the ball. People project you to be the bell of the ball, and you actually go out and are being the bell of the ball, like... What a feeling that must be. But I I don't know. I have such fear for for us for Sunday. But we'll get there when we we get there. I'm I can't believe Tim turned that fast though. Paul, you wanted to talk about the Bills for a second? Oh, we just I some a wise man once said that the Bills people only think the Bills are good cuz they haven't played the Jets yet. So, looking forward to <laughs> um potentially you know, people th- Seeing that, you know, that we're actually good this week. We'll talk about it. The, I, the only hope that I have is that I watch the Bills' defense, their rushing defense, look like paper mache on Sunday night. Oh, they were playing a preseason game in the second half. They really well, were. There's they something were. to be said for that. I mean, yeah. Anyway. I mean, I, and, and Tim, for you guys to do what you did, the, your first you sellout in MetLife in years, I saw the parking lots were full, like bright. Stop! And stop! Early. I know! I know! I know! It makes me that much more upset. We had them by the throat. It was seventeen to three. It was over. It was done. They were done. I don't think Mac Jones even plays a- another snap in the game. I think they bench him after that terrible pick six. The game is over. A playoff spot is ostensibly clinched at six and two. We're too clear of everybody. But no, no, no. We couldn't do that. We have to hit the quarterback. Then our quarterback has to throw it at exclusively Patriots and then put his hand on his head like his surfboard capsized in a tsunami he didn't see or something. Like, who does he think he is? Like, does he understand what city he's in? What team he plays for? He doesn't play for the Jaguars or, you know, the, uh, the Texans. This is the New York Jets. You know, I don't know who he thinks he is and what he thinks he's doing, but... You know, I'm sorry. I got no time for you. I wish I could take on a flight to New York so I could drive from the airport to pick him up, to take him back to the airport, and then fly him to his XFL city of choice so that he can try out for the, uh, you know, where they all play in Orlando. So I guess it doesn't matter. But, you know, play for the whoever, whoever's. Like, how dare you act like that? How dare you get my hopes up and stomp on my heart? You have no right to do that to me. I didn't do anything to you. I've been here a lot longer than you have. And I'll be here a lot longer than you will, which, you know, won't be long given the way you're playing. You'll be on another team, you know, in the, in the XFL very soon. But like, how dare you do this to me? I don't deserve this. Either give me a year I can be hopeful about or stop it. Don't just ruin everything. I, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to watch them lose 12 straight games, which is what's going to happen. Okay. Let's talk about this week. We only have 13 games, which is nice. And one of them is this Thursday night game that has Philly and Houston. Houston Ooh. is, well, we got it 13 and a half right now. It has broken through 14 in real time on DraftKings Sportsbook. So sky's the limit for where this spread might be going. 45 or 44, sorry, is the total in the game. 
What's better, do you think, for Amazon in their Thursday night package, Jeff? Is it to have two really crappy teams or have the best team and the worst team play each other? Because that's essentially what we're getting. We're getting two in DVOA in Philadelphia, 32nd in DVOA in Houston, who just lost to a team who decided we didn't have to throw the ball to beat you. We're just going to run every single time. Philadelphia could actually employ that exact same strategy and maybe win this game by 40 because they can actually throw the ball at the same time too. I don't know what to do with this 14-point spread though. Like, do we just lay the minus 14 and say the Texans suck? I don't know what the number, as you like to ask, Pat, what number would I want to take the Texans at? Maybe it would be 14 and a half. So by the time we get there, uh, I could. I hate these sorts of games. Like, I hate betting them. I hate taking 13 points. We, I hate well, on the, on the pick show, Pat's letting Cam pick whatever spread he wants and just say it's a minus 120 and he can put it in his gold silver or bronze so can i start doing that too can i start saying oh i, I want the texans you know, but i want Cam's... them plus 14 and a half like is that the rule on this show too or is that only a special picks roll show uh, pick show rule you know i've been seeing cam do that to pozzola probably as way back <laughs> as like 2008 just do whatever he can to get that to get that number, to get that point. And, but it and... seemed like it was going to be granted by Pat last week, so I'm just asking, do I have the same privileges or what? Oh, we we have the spread that's on Him the board. Him actually bets. You don't. <laughs> you should have seen what happened to my pro. Anyway, it doesn't matter. What happened to your pro line, Tim? <laughs> it got burned. No. Not yes. pro line. Yes, pro line. You got to stop playing pro line, man. I Anyway, I had a good one. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'll take Philly, but I don't care for it. And they've got to – they play the the Commanders on Monday next. So They go, yeah. they go, they go Thursday to Monday? Just like Baltimore Yeah, it happens week. sometimes. So oh. it's almost good for them. It's like a mini buy. They've had an early buy on the season. So things – you know, the schedule within the schedule, it's always got to work. And not to say the Eagles aren't playing great, but lots is lined up for them. And, hey, they're knocking them down. And now they'll get a nice little rest and good for them. It's just a matter of how much they honestly care. But I'll take 13 and I'll lay 13 and a half, I guess. This is a no, no bet. I'll bet Goddard to score the first touchdown, then I'll go to bed. Paul, you had something to say? When did Tim start doing pro lines? Was it when he stopped going to McDonald's Monopoly? Because he's been doing it the last couple of weeks. And I was wondering if that's like how he replaced his vice. I mean, I don't know if I would put it that way, but there is an intersection of the lines that I hadn't thought about. So maybe. One's maybe more dangerous. You may, you may well, be right. I think the gambling's probably well, better for you long term. Better on the ticker. <laughs> well, I don't know, I don't know about that. Eating, Not if he keeps losing the, at the last second. Eating like $2,000 worth of McDonald's is probably worse for you. So I think gambling have, I haven't been there and it'll be you. it'll be a I think it'll be a month on Thursday. Yeah, you should Jeff. Yeah, three you, weeks or a month. I, you should see new healthy I Tim. I feel great. Jeff's too busy on his phone looking at what <laughs> odds he can get Scheffler at this week. Who's going to win, by the way? Lock him in. Good to, uh, good to know. <laughs> if it was 14, I would have taken the Texans. But it's 13 and a half, and I will play Philadelphia. Okay, I, I'm playing Philadelphia as well. The coin is going to go with Houston. One case four. And this could be a Paul thing as well, because Paul and Cody talk about this on the Dogger Pass podcast, which people should watch on Mayo Media Network, obviously. Oh, and play in the Listener's League, by the way. The link is down in the description. That Houston's going to fight for your dollar, Jeff. 
Even when they had no hope last week against Tennessee, they just kept trying to score touchdowns. They didn't take anyone out of the game. They were just going full speed, running like a four-minute, 12-play drive to get Damian Pierce a touchdown. So the, the back door is in play after Philly like gives up in this game because they're up by too much. I could totally see that. Hopefully, I'm asleep before any of that happens. Oh, I'll most definitely be asleep. I'll, I'll watch the game. Well, the now f- because of the rain. Now because of the. Now because of the rain out, I'll be watching the World Series. Hey, World Series ratings. Slightly up. Not surprised. You have a big market team, and I mean, and also a team everybody hates to watch. So. Yeah, I mean, today's day and age, if you can go up or even remain stable as a live sporting event, uh, that's a big win this point just not losing viewers every single year is massive compared to what most broadcast networks are doing at the moment sunday buffalo and the jets whoa 13 <laughs> picture zach wilson cracks me up uh bills are favored by 13 on the road in new york i'm gonna make this uh interesting here i like the jets in this game at plus 13 i think that their defense is good enough we, we saw glimpses a bad Josh Allen on Monday night. Maybe it's because he was just fucking around. Or Sunday night, sorry. He was just fucking around. I don't know what was going on. But the Jets have a better defense than the Packers do. And I think the way that their defense is set up can give the Bills some problems. I don't think the Bills are going to outright lose the game. But uh, I'm curious to see what happens here. I don't think it's as high a scoring game as maybe people think from the Bills side, which would throw it in the bucket of plus 13 for me. So, Tim, I am taking your New York Jets. It's a it's a line that is a bit it's a bit big because I mean what Green Bay was only getting ten and a half in Buffalo Jets crushed Green Bay a couple of weeks ago uh, and the you know the spread that game was seven it wouldn't be that now it would be like three or three and a half so what they're saying is that the Bills if the Jets game was in Orchard Park the Jets would be like nineteen point dogs that seems like a way too big of a spread uh, it seems like too many points but the Jets are done they're dead meat. And so even though it is too big, uh, the train keeps rolling and Buffalo beats the Jets by two touchdowns or more. Oh, putting the reverse curse on his own Jets, Jeff. That's a move. I'm going to go with you, Pat. Give me um, give me the Jets. We're going to take these points on the road. I don't know. You know, The Bills got a game next week versus the Vikings. I don't know that that really matters to the Bills at all. So I'm not really even playing that look ahead angle. I just agree. The Jets' defense, I think, can keep this thing uh, can keep this thing close. I think it's going to be, as you said, it a low-scoring, weird game. Definitely don't see the Jets winning, but I think it'll, it might be a little bit more competitive than the spread indicates. Just trying to look here. They scored 19 to the Dolphins on the road outside. In the Ravens outside, they scored 23. They scored 24 in the Chiefs outside. They put 31 up on the Rams inside. Oh, not at home, on the road, outside. Could be kind of frigid here in this game. I have no idea what the forecast is. Although, Tim, like Pizzola told us, you know, weather is so accurate that you, know, you just look at the internet and it will tell you exactly what it is six days out. This is what I've been told. It's a slam dunk. There's no very, there's no shadow of turning or variation. I think this is the first time in show history, Jeff, myself, and the coin have all taken the Jets, and you've taken the Jets' opponent. I, I mean, I look. I hope you're right, but I don't see it. I, I think even the, the logical play is the Jets. Jets are just a dead, dead duck. Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay reeling, and so is Detroit at the moment. They fired their 
defensive backs coach. They trade TJ Hawkinson to a division rival, and they are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home to Aaron Rodgers. 50 is the over-under. I don't know what to make of the Packers. They don't even really show life at this point. I don't know if Lazard is going to play. Sammy Watkins banged up. They just have Romeo Dibbs as their only receiving threat. Maybe they can just run all over Detroit, but Detroit's offense at home so far this season has actually looked pretty good. I'm going to take the three and a half and roll with the roll with the Lions here, Jeff. Yeah, this could be my super lock, Pat. I really do like Detroit here. Uh, what a weird season they have had. Maybe a lot of bad luck. Uh, maybe a lot of bad luck brought upon themselves, Some, but some definitely like a lot of teams a lot of injury um unfortunate injury timing for the lions all right they're 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 also not good so there's that component to it as well the packers they're just the dead fish to me and if they beat the lions sure i guess i wouldn't be shocked but the lions uh as uh coach likes to say and he says it too much that they're close they're really close i think they show the full roar uh, this weekend. And I, I'll actually go on to guarantee they'll show up on Cam's uh, top three board as well. Is the Packers season like officially dead, Tim, if they lose this game? A three and six? <sighs> it's on life support. It's and not I, on life support now. Yeah. But it's really, I mean, three and six, but like the NFC is so bad. That like if they won all the rest of their games but one and went ten and seven, they'd probably make the playoffs. So I don't think in the NFC until you get to eight losses is your season done, done, done. Sure, but this is a game like they need to have like to beat the, oh, the totally, one win Lions. Totally. You can't be losing games to teams with one win. No, you can't. And and they're not going to. They're gonna cover the number. Um, I think they are gonna run the ball a lot. I think it's gonna be a low scoring, actually game where Green Bay runs at a ton and uh, they win it like 23 to 17. So this is the game we wanted. This is just like the Lions last week and how it's going to be a low scoring game. This is a game we need to stack up on DraftKings. Is that what you're telling me? This, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I don't think it's going to be a super high scoring affair because I think Detroit, uh, Green Bay is going to take the air out of the ball. I think they're going to play it that way. Yeah, I mean, they, it's funny that you have Aaron Rodgers on your team and they essentially refuse to pass the ball, even in very clear passing situations. It's kind of nuts, actually. Like, that was also a big part of them being able to run the ball so well on the Bills. So the Bills are like, yeah, hey, sure, run it. Kill the clock. Go nuts. Okay, but Detroit can't stop the run. Detroit's the worst team in football against the run, I think. Yeah, well, Detroit can't stop anything. So, so I mean, what Green Bay's doing best is running. So just run. Run, run through them. You don't need to win by style points. You just need to get a W on the board. Get to four and five. The division is gone, but like the wild card is still within your grasp. And you have Aaron Rodgers. You just get into the playoffs. It's the NFC. You could beat anybody in one game. But you still don't like the Bucks then, because that's sort of the Bucks' entire mo. No, I think the Bucks are. I think the Bucks are just. I I know what Green Bay's problem is, uh, and I think Green Bay's. Lose him? I think we may have lost him here. He got too mad. His internet had to crap out on him. Uh, Let's get to the next game, though. Miami at Chicago. The Bears are five-point dogs at home. 44-and-a-half is the spread. Do you think that the new guys that the Dolphins just picked up are going to be able to play, Jeff? I don't know why you wouldn't be able to have Bradley Chubb play. And Jeff Wilson probably can play because he would probably know a lot of the playbook. True. Or a lot of the terminology, maybe, from the coach. And that sophisticated running system 
for everyone that wanted a lot of chatter that the Dolphins should, you know, Kareem Hunt being the better player, circumstances probably mean Jeff Wilson because he could probably pop and play. Pop right in. He he knows the system. He knows what would be expected. And as for Bradley Chubb, I don't know. It's third and seven. What's his job? Like you gotta you gotta have a game plan for that. Yeah, like he can have an individual i like isolated responsibility on passing situations. I don't see why they both wouldn't play. The Bears though, they've been real feisty, real feisty. Uh, they got a lot of fight in them. So I think, and the spread sitting at five. I don't know if it changed with the with the trades today. It didn't. Um, f- road dog laying five to me. I've joked with you for years. It's always to me like the weirdest. Or sorry, road favorite laying five. It's like the stinkiest spreads ever. You know, the books aren't going to lay the full field goal or or ask you, you know, to sniff that touchdown. But they also know that field goal doesn't feel right to me though, Pat. This line should probably be closer to three than the seven, in my opinion. So based on that, I'm going to take the Bears. Also, I know you guys were making a weather joke earlier, um, but it is supposed to be really bad weather, really bad weather. So if, if that can impact the passing game of Miami, that would be a big advantage for the Bears. I would think so as well. I was going to take the Bears anyway. I just, I know that they've covered, they actually wouldn't have covered this spread against the Lions last week. They would have covered against the Steelers at home in the Sunday night game. But the Dolphins, like, they're deep, and maybe Bradley Chubb shores up a lot of what's been going on there, and just getting extra pressure won't allow teams to do whatever they want to their defense. But I'm actually shocked at how bad the Miami defense has been over the last month that, you know, fields on these designed runs, which they're actually doing now. He presents a deep threat weirdly enough. And I don't, I can't imagine having said this four weeks ago is fields the best quarterback from that class last year. I think if we redrafted him, Oh, geez. You'd still take, you'd still take Lawrence. I feel like just based on the potential, but he hasn't shown it. It's it's all theoretical. It's all it's all theoretical dollars at this point. Yeah, and at some point, I mean, it does start to feel like after what people watched in of some situations versus Denver last week that another one of those like the walls are really going to start to close in on Lawrence, and not in like a replace him or bench him, but even the the longest defenders of Lawrence are probably going to have to start to squeeze and fields is looking comfortable and who was it Eberflus was saying they were stealing plays from geez i don't remember there's a running quarterback they were they openly admitted they're stealing plays from and i guess it's been working this is a game i kind of see the dolphins winning like 24 22 if that like a real another one dolphins will get it at the wire but i'm gonna take the five because as i said I think I feel like it should be closer to three than seven. So give me the the Bears. I, I'm with you. The coin is taking Miami. Is this one of your classic Dolphins money line Bears spread parlays? No, <laughs> I don't want. Before Tim puts me on that, uh, you know, and says documents it as something I'm condoning, I'm not. But I guess if I had to pick one this week, it would probably be this. Yes. <laughs> uh, do we have Tim back, Paul? Yeah, I'm back. Oh, I'm sure you like the Bears as well. Yeah, Chicago should win this game. Uh, if Chicago plays its game and it doesn't turn the ball over, it's more physical, it's more talented. It should win this game. You add Claypool to the mix. Uh, 
you know, they, they should dominate uh, up front in the trenches. Uh, Miami is going to have to get lucky on the back end with a couple of deep passes. And it can happen, but it's going to be, you know, 50 some odd degrees. So chilly, uh, not warm in Chicago. Uh, we'll see. It could even get, we'll see if it gets damp or anything. Right now it's just calling for 58 degrees. So it's cold. Uh, we know the numbers that when the weather gets cold, Tua does not play well in the cold. Uh, that's documented. So it will be interesting to see uh, what I expect to be a, a very well, I fit- just When you say that, like, are we just referring to like late December in Buffalo? Like there's a couple of games. No, last year at Nashville as well. Like there's there's actually research to show we're not at that temperature. So yet. late December actually, versus the number one seed in the AFC. No, no, on but the there's road. there's he actually struggled? research to show that when he plays under a certain temperature, uh, he plays poorly. Which not surprising. Like the 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 team is soft and he uh, is a finesse quarterback and everything has to, receivers have to be wide open and he needs a perfect circumstance to to do that in. Chicago won't allow that. Chicago will mess the game up. Chicago will turn them over. Chicago will have short fields. Uh, I, too, don't think it'll be a very high-scoring game, but I think it should be, like, tw- I mean, the Dolphins, outside of two weeks, don't don't score anyway. So, 20-17 to 17 Chicago. Chicago loses Smith. The Dolphins, like I said, Chubb, I assume, will play in third down or obvious passing situations. Like, I can't imagine that he wouldn't play. I don't think it'd make much of a difference. Why would he? It's not that good. They have 15 sacks on the year. Okay, but like I said, then go get somebody good. Don't get somebody and t- make me pretend like he's good. Like he's not. He's not. The, he's not worth. Like you first could round think they gave up too much. You could think it's not worth it. You could think they're going to pay him too much. He's still like a really good upgrade for what's happening there. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm super excited for them. Yeah, they should definitely go all in. Uh, that that seems like a really smart decision. Uh, that seems like a team that really knows what it's doing. A team that couldn't have you know, tried harder to bring in Tom Brady or Deshaun Watson. Now should really try to build around Tua and provide that team offensively and defensively every opportunity to win this season. That that shows a real intelligent way to, to, to develop a football team. But they're five and three and like they're about to be five and four and they still have another game against the Bills and like they're not very good and we're getting into the cold part of the year where the heat of Miami is not really a thing to get an advantage from and all their road games they're going to be shivering in like I don't know. I guess I'm supposed to be impressed about Jeff Wilson Jr. and Bradley Chubb, like they just traded for Reggie White and uh, for uh, Gail Sayers, but I, I don't think they did. And so, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just not that impressed by what the Dolphins are up to. I got to stack, though. Like, I, I got to ask who is, besides the one Dolphins friend that we had who's trolling you, who else is saying this stuff? Dolphins Reddit? There's all kinds of people. If you go just on Twitter, you know, talking about how the Dolphins are stacked. The Dolphins have made the moves. Uh, yeah, they're not that good. I mean, they we need to make the moves. Day. Great, they won the trading deadline. When you yeah, give I don't away, know what that's worth. When you in the give NFL, away all they co- did. nothing, it's worth nothing. Uh, whatever. I, I almost don't even want to talk about the Dolphins. It frustrates me too much to talk about this team. We talk about this team way too much. Uh, it's a middle of the road team that isn't nearly as talented as people want it to be. Uh, that you know. I'm just not impressed by them. I'm not, I'm not going to stand and pretend like I was impressed that they, they managed to eco the game against Detroit, who is the worst defense in football, and barely managed to win that game. Uh, and got down big early because they're you know they're just a soft team. So the Bills are soft. The Dolphins are soft. Who who is a non-soft team in the NFL? Um, San Francisco's not a soft team. Philadelphia is not but, a soft team. But you you buried San Francisco last week because all their guys were hurt. That can be a tough-nosed team, and all your guys are hurt. And they were 
grittier than I anticipated. You know, that I, to, to give them their due. They, they played a much better game than I thought they were capable of. No, it's not that. It's not a rent-free situation. And, like, of the people on this show, like, somebody spent a lot more time yelling about Tua comments this week than I did. So it's not like I'm the, the, the principal hater of Tua. I'm, you know, whatever. It's just he's not nearly as good as people want him to say he is. Uh, he's okay. Like, people just I'm not the principal that. Tua hater. I give Tua credit when he succeeds. Somebody recommended that Tua was better than Herbert, and you recommended that that person should remove their genitalia. <laughs> I think long, yeah. Publicly on Twitter. I don't think now, there's anybody that would take Tua now if you don't over think Herbert. That's a, fair enough. But, like, if you Even don't Even Darian that, is like, you people are insane. Like, you guys got to stop that. Tua is playing well. I don't think you're only creating this situation for it for like, you're now again, putting unfair parameters on him. Like just let him play. Well, Chicago should bully them off the field. So Chicago's a tough team. I really want to switch to Miami. Cause he did this last week with Detroit, Pat, like, um, yeah, I, I'm kind of feeling that too. I, I actually was going to like, Put Chicago and they were in super lock consideration here. I might have to backtrack off of that a little bit. Jets just made a trade. Whoa. Oh, did they? They traded edge rusher Jake Martin to the Broncos. Great. What a deal. They're keeping Elijah Moore, though. Looks like. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, Minnesota in Washington in a Kirk Cousins revenge scenario. The Commanders are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home in this game. Total is 43-and-a-half. I don't know how the Commanders continue. I mean, they played the Colts, and we know how fraudulent the Colts are. But Heineke seems like he wants to give the other team the ball, but the other team just doesn't want to take it from him. It's, it's really strange. Like This seems kind of disrespectful to Minnesota, so now it has me worried. Okay, Jeff, we need third-party intervention here because Patrick and I, just have a profound disagreement on whether Tyler Heineke is a decent quarterback. So why don't you come in and break the tie? Yo, Jeff, let's let's explain our cases here because I feel like I've been let's misrepresented decent. in this. So I think playing Tyler Heineke is a bad idea for Washington. He plays too tough, but I don't think that he's actually any sort of improvement over Carson Wentz. I actually think they're kind of the same guy. Maybe he's a bit more mobile at this time. Washington can't be winning games. What are they doing? They got to start Howell at some point. He's a I like clear he, he gets the ball to the receivers. I mean, Wentz, yeah, Wentz McLaurin's had, had his best two games of the year with Heineke. I wonder why that is. But I don't. I don't think he's good. Like I wouldn't want to build around him. I wouldn't be no, happy. I agree with that. If he was my quarterback, and kind of to Pat's point, there's a potential. Like the worst scenario in the world is seven and nine. Like yeah, he, you're, you're like you don't draft in the right spot. You miss the playoffs. You miss the top of the draft. Like, there's nothing worse than middle of the pack purgatory to me, especially for the commanders who, like, no one should have been expecting anything from them. So, like, you guys know me. Anytime I don't think I have no expectations coming into the year for the Chargers, I'd rather them just be really bad, despite getting frustrated and, you know, acting out on the podcasts. Like, to me, Picking the top five is better than finishing eight and eight or He's, whatever the new eight and eight is. I, I described him as like low rent Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
That's who he is. Like he's gonna come in. He's gonna no no. See, I think he is Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, he's not. He's worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick was. And he's much better than Wentz. I don't think that he is much better than Wentz. There's a playoff spot for them now. Yeah, but they're still gonna be they're still gonna be last in the division. Like four teams from the NFC East are gonna make the playoffs, is what you're telling me? No, they'd have to, uh, you know, someone, you know, they'd have to like jump the Giants or something would have to happen there, I guess. But anyway, three and a half is a weird line in this game. And I mean, I stopped doing it last week. We talked it through on the show that I'm just going to refuse to try. I mean, the Raiders got me good, obviously. But this three and a half, it feels like it should be more. The Vikings are good. The commanders aren't. But why is it? Why is this only three and a half, Jeff? I, I guess is my question to you. There's just the level of disrespect, I think, for the Vikings. Everyone is kind of waiting for another shoe. I am very bullish on the Vikings and futures in all sorts of ways. And I thought even last week might have been a, a bad spot game for them against the Cardinals. And they looked outstanding. I actually don't even think in the Monday morning conversations of the league, Vikings are getting enough credit for how um, well, it seemed like they played on both sides of the football. I'm with you. I'm I'm just, I, I, I don't know why I decided to maybe try to pick on them last week, but I will not, I will not hear. To me, they're the much better team, and I can buy into the Kirk Cousins revenge game fully. So, Minnesota for both of us, do you like Washington, Tim? No, not at this number. I was hoping I'd get it like five and a half, six. That's the right number. Uh I mean, the books know that the Vikings are not quite as good as their record. I mean, everyone's waiting for Minnesota and Cousins to have a four-interception game and just be out of sorts. And outdoors is probably a good spot for it to happen. But, like, Washington has no crowd. Like, no one goes to those games. I bet you there'll be just as many Vikings fans there as there will be Commanders fans. Uh, it's a, the line is too short. Um, and so I don't see the value in Washington, although wouldn't be shocked in the least if you know, Cousins blew up. But I'll take uh, I'll, I'll take Minnesota, not with much confidence. So. so round of Minnesota, Washington for the coin. I will give Heineke credit for this, almost like the Texans point that I made earlier. Heineke's going to play to the end to try to score touchdowns, regardless of the score. There's no taking knees with Heineke. So he might try to get you. They might be down by 10. It's like, oh, they scored a touchdown with no seconds left when they probably should have just been taking knees so no one gets hurt. But no, they're going to they're gonna press for that touchdown to cover the spread. So I'd watch out for that. Indy at New England. New England's not good, but they're five and a half point favorites because the Colts are also not good. And the spread or the total is 39 in this game. The coin is going to take the Patriots at home in this spot. What do you think the Patriots game plan here is? Is it let Jonathan Taylor do whatever he wants? Is like, hey, sorry, Sam Ellinger. Your time is not now. Outside of that Justin Fields performance, which maybe we can call an outlier, Bill Belichick just dominates and obliterates young quarterbacks. And now you have one who doesn't necessarily have the pedigree or the pre-draft pedigree of a lot of the recent young quarterbacks that he has dominated, and it's his second ever start. So I just want to blindly say I got to take the Patriots. That being said, if I knew that the that the Colts were literally going to try to play this game like Army football, I would be inclined to take the Colts because I think they could get the four yards of play. Ellinger run, uh, 
Taylor run, Hines run, a little little pass to 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 the to the seven foot receivers when they have to. But I don't know that they'll try to do that. They'll probably ask this guy to do too much, and he'll make fatal mistakes. I I'm gonna take New England minus five and a half. This this game's a stay away for me though, Tim, in terms of betting. No, I think the Patriots play this game comfortably. Um, they're the first part of a of a uh, four team money line parlay. Um, I like the Patriots this week. They're just not going to make any mistakes. Ellinger is going to have a nightmare of a game. The Patriots are going to bring pressure in the right spots. They're going to they're going to show very interesting disguises. Try to try to bait him into throws that he can't make. I really like the Patriots in this spot. And then offensively, they just have to do enough, right? The Patriots just have to get to twenty three. It's probably the magic number to win and cover here. And I think they'll do that. Um, I, I think it's again a low scoring sort of ugly game. Uh, but the Patriots are definitely the better team. This is the right number. The books finally appreciate the Colts are trash, as we've been saying on the show for two months. And so we're going to put the Patriots in the money line parlay. I like the Patriots as a good starter. Carolina at Cincinnati. This line just keeps going down and down and down right now because I think it opened at 10, but then everyone watched Cincinnati play on Monday night and they went full Raiders that just didn't show up to play the game against the Browns. So as it currently stands, what do I got here? Minus seven for the Bengals. Uh, now I think money is coming back in on the Bengals after this drop down that went back up. 42 and a half is the over under. Tim, do you think we see the Bengals that we saw on Monday night? And is this what their offense looks like without Jamar Chase? Or do they just no show and they'll get it figured out by this week against the Panthers? I don't know. I don't know. That's a bad answer, perhaps. But I don't know. I, I think they're not as bad as they were last night. I think Cleveland, who plays them all the time, had just a marvelous game plan for them and executed it great. And they got a couple of lucky bounces, too. Like that interception to start the game, Like I think that probably that drive was looking really good for the Bengals. And the Browns took it away. Just weird little stuff. Uh, but, you know, the Browns just, just demand, uh, commanded the game. This is a play against Carolina. That was everything in the world that they had last week, and it fell apart. And like that, that's a team that that did its best. And I think it's crestfallen. Uh, they gave their their best possible effort and, and came up short. Um, PJ Walker played as best as he's probably ever going to play. Um, I like the Bengals. Bengals are also on the money line parlay. Uh, I like with where this team is. Uh, I like the spot that the Bengals are in. This is a play against the Panthers. It's not a whole lot to do with Cincinnati. I'm in yeah. agreement with Tim on this one. I like Cincinnati in this game. I think Carolina has been punching above their weight. Look, they've been good the past two weeks with P with Page coming in, uh, at least competitive wise. But I don't know, this just feels like a buy spot. You're you're buying Carolina at its highest point in Cincinnati at what might be its lowest point of the season. I guess the first two weeks was probably the lowest point for the Bengals, but the perception of them has changed now that Jamar Chase isn't there. I don't know what I would put the line at. I think it's just sort of a gut feel that I, I like Cincinnati way more than I like Carolina. Yeah. I think we got to make it a hat trick. And my um, take is kind of similar to Tim's. It's really just an anti Carolina play. Um, and I know like, you know what you did versus Peter and then what you did versus Paul and then what they did versus Peter doesn't really matter. But you just look at the way the Bengals were able to dismantle uh, Atlanta and then Atlanta, Carolina go have a close game. I just think it's a different class. Um, give me the Bengals. They should be find a way to get comfortable. Boyd and Higgins still plenty good of a receiving core to be able to uh, make it work. Chargers at Atlanta. 
I don't know why you're so terrified of this game, but here we are. No Mike Williams for this game. The Falcons only favored by a field goal at home. 49 and a half is the over-under. Like this game, what? how does this... How do the Chargers not win and cover this game, Jeff? Do they win by a point? Do they do something really stupid at the end and somehow lose this game to the Falcons? Because this seems like a really good matchup for them. I mean, I get you're saying it's a good matchup because Atlanta puts pressure on no quarterback. So even, you know, with, um, you know, Slater being out or even with the injured receiving core, the Chargers off a bye, you know, Herbert's been spending extra time working with the... um, you know, Everett and Jason Moore and, and Bandy and Carter and a lot of names you guys have probably never heard of. So at least coming off a bye, like, you know, they've put in the extra work uh, and the Chargers should be able to move the football and get their points. I could argue it feels like it could be a good matchup for Atlanta. Their just ability to run the football and, and muck up a football game Um I don't know. They played five quarters pretty much, a full five quarters. That kick happened pretty much late into overtime. The Chargers are off a bye. The Chargers are 2-0 and this year in the 1 p.m. Eastern starting time. They better win. I mean, P.J. Walker just took these guys to the brink, so we better beat them or I'm going to be uh, in orbit, I guess. I'll lay the three. Pozzuolo was asking me how they can lose. I think his little consortium's looking to lay that three. It's a young Hoku revenge game, but this game better start properly. This game better start properly, and maybe the coach can goddamn scheme something for once because he's a defensive guy who doesn't do shit. The- like, scheme anything. The last three games, we start down 17-0 versus Seattle. We're down 10-0 versus Denver. We're down 14-0 versus Cleveland. Even the worst teams start games like competitively and some and then they falter as the game goes on. We can't even, you know, get out of the gate. So to me, that is just such an indictment on coaching. So maybe you could surprise me a little twerp and your college buddy Lombardi. Maybe you guys could surprise me. How much do you think the Chargers would be favored by if Tua was their quarterback? Eight? <laughs> I really like the Chargers in the spot. This is a big Derwin James game. He better show up. He's going to be needed in this game. Yeah, it's a big game. Like He's we're playing been underwhelming Atlanta. this season. You've been getting he needs to show up. We're off a bye. Like, I am expecting to see something in this game. It's like, wow, that was good coaching. Yes. Even you if you don't week, think Atlanta yeah. is good, like, or you don't think we're good, like, I need a moment or two in this game where it's like, whoa, that'd be coach. Because we're off a bye. We've had a chance to reset. They just played an overtime game to the brink against Carolina. And this yes. also, you know, I, you know me on our on our hammer thing. I'm in on the Saints and that anti-Bucks NFC South situation. So let's knock Atlanta down a peg, open a road for my Saints. Come on, Bolts. Also, Pat, I'm not kidding. I need the Chargers to win this game bad, and I'll tell you why. I'm going to get it. If they win this game, I'm going to buy out of a big stake of my season long over 10 wins minus like 114. I don't want any part of it. I don't trust these motherfuckers. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. And if they can win this game and get to five and three, maybe I'll have an out because it's at nine and a half right now. 
but I need to get, I need to win this game so I can maybe pull a parachute on something. Yeah. Really? But I'm going to bet them this week and I'm, they might be my super lock. I love might them. Be mine too. I love they them. Might th- be mine too. I love them this week as well. But this leads us to a very key point that this is the Chargers, who are never to be trusted, versus Atlanta, who wins games in the weirdest possible way and just really just screws up everyone's week. Always uh, beyond the last two weeks, where they actually haven't covered a spread. So very curious to see how this goes. Probably keep it out of my super lock territory for this. Paul Gerald Everett, monster game. Okay. Yeah. Caleb Huntley probably has a monster game for Atlanta somehow. Demir Bird. <laughs> probably. Zacchaeus. Paul, turn on your mic for a sec. We got breaking news. Uh-oh. Hit me. The Bills have made a trade. Woo. The Bills have acquired Naheem Hines from the Colts. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that probably like means that... James Cook is, like, dead, right? Yeah, James Cook is basically dead. They don't trust him to go into the playoffs, I guess. Because, like, Singletary's been playing completely fine. We're obviously a passing first offense. They don't trust Cook. Like, Zach Moss has been a non-factor the last, like, month. Yeah, he's, like, benched. Yeah. I like Hines a lot. Yeah. I don't know if his ceiling is as high as, like, some of the other rumored players they they could have gotten, but but, I like that. But they're not bringing him to be the starting running back. They're bringing him in to be, like, a pass-catching back and a pass-blocker. Paul, we were supposed to get like McKissick in the offseason, then something happened. So it's like that's the piece. Like Hines is basically the McKissick piece that they were thinking of getting at the beginning of the season. Does, does this make Hines like? Would you consider making him a flex fantasy player? There's still not that sort of level of value. I mean, it depends on your league, I suppose. There's six teams on by this week for fantasy, so I don't know if he's going to play this week. But just as a like a hypothetical, maybe. Uh, he had no value with the Colts anymore because the Colts don't do anything on offense. So this has to be an upgrade. I, I just, I'm curious of how much he's actually going to play. Like versus who I suppose would be the question. Like what tier of player would you put him in right now? Like this guy or this, I assume you're asking for your own team. No. Yeah. I just own, I own, he's kind of just been a stash. Cause you know, if Jonathan Taylor got hurt, um, but we, you know, but we, but we saw when Jonathan Taylor got hurt, Deion Jackson took over the job. Not Nahim Well, that's Hines. cause he got concussed in like the second play of the Bronco game and missed the window of Jonathan Taylor being hurt. I, I just don't think they were ever going to give Naheem Hines 15 carries in a game. Like You're that, probably right. Here's, here's the thing about any bills running back. The best goal line running back on the bills is Josh Allen. Like, yeah, be yeah. Pre- be prepared sure. to be very upset when you get to the red zone and then Josh just runs it in. I yeah, but Nakeem Hines is not a first and goal no, from the two running back anyway. Guy. Like that's not what he would do. You never no. would expect that of him. Last of the early set, Vegas at Jacksonville. I think these are the teams that have cost people the most money this year. Uh, the Jags are a point-and-a-half dog at home to the no-show Raiders from last week. They're coming back from London, Jacksonville. Is the over-under is 48 in the game. I don't know what to do here. It feels like the Raiders should win, although 
uh, when I was starting to look into the stats a little bit, Tim, and you'll appreciate this, of why Jacksonville might actually be, and they're not like super ranked up in DVOA or anything anymore. I believe that they're 16th in DVOA. But when you look at what's been their problem, it's not necessarily moving the ball. Moving the ball hasn't really been the problem. It's been stalling in the red zone, red zone picks, all this weird mm-hmm. stuff. Vegas is the second worst team in the league in allowing touchdowns inside the red zone. So if there's a team to actually get right against, it might be them. So I'll take Jacksonville. That's all very reasonable, but I'm going to take the Raiders. I think that I think Adams is a huge game here. Huge game. I, I, I think he has one of the biggest, probably the biggest game of his season. Uh, you know, no one's going to be watching, so it's a prime spot for him to do it. I think the Raiders bounce back big after a shutout. That was an embarrassment. Uh, I don't love the fact that they're playing two road games, you know, going from Vegas to New Orleans, then from Vegas to Jacksonville. I don't like that. But at the same time, I think they get right in this game. I think the Jags choosing to play after London and that loss in London, which was very deflating. Now, if Lawrence doesn't just turn the ball over, they probably win the game. It's an uninspiring game. But I, I think the Raiders get things back. And so I'm, I'm going to roll with, uh, with, with them here. Jeffrey? This is a tough one. That Raiders situation, I it's unfathomable like to not cross midfield and not do anything for all your Derek Carr. Like, you know, even if you hate Derek Carr, you never think that that's like a nut like there's that that sort of nut low uh in Derek Carr. This is a weird one and a lot of travel for the Raiders. Um and a lot of travel, I guess, for for the Jags. I'm gonna take the Jags. Hey, I don't. I have no clue. I have no feel. So, just because I don't like the Raiders, I'm gonna pick the Jags here. All right, that brings us no to no the... feel for this game at all. Okay. And the Chargers were in my parlay, by the way. I didn't oh. have a chance to say that. New England, Cincinnati, and the money Chargers. Line or three points. Uh, money line. <laughs> hey, how you feeling about that, Jeff? Honestly, I have just such a lack of confidence in what's happening right now that that doesn't even do anything. Like, that doesn't even move my needle. All this team has is its quarterback, and we'll see on Sunday what that gets us. And I hope he's healthy because I think we'll see for the first time he's not on the injury report, and maybe we'll move laterally and extend some plays and just do what we know we can do. I can tell you it's a lot better to be in your spot to have nothing but a quarterback than to have everything except a quarterback. What I oh, am. yeah. The internet wants me to be concerned about my quarterback. I can assure you that is the least of my problems. The least. And the only reason that they are literally not already three feet underground is the quarterback. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That wraps up the early slate of games, which brings us to the midpoint of the show, which means it's time for a mini version of Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner. <laughs> okay, two things. First, I want to cover. I want to spend a little bit of my time and hand it over to Jeff in the corner to answer some questions that were, were posed on the pick show on Friday. Namely, do you believe Jeff that you are an actual member of the chargers coaching and front office staff uh, in the, this is what was suggested that you, you actually believe that you are a member of the chargers organization. Do you believe that that's true? That's an insane comment. What does that mean? Nobody calls me. No one wants my opinion. Just because my wardrobe might think that I'm not delusional to think that I am. Now, did I have I am I lucky enough to sort of exchange once in a while? Um, you know, does DMs with uh, with the Spanos? Yeah, that happens. Will our relationship? get a little light spark under it when we meet again at Antonio Gates's hall of fame enshrinement um, in a year, I think, cause I'll certainly be there and I'll be in the VIP and I'll run into the Spanoses again. And I'll remind them of the promises that were made to me. And if we really want to get into it, I could show them that, Hey, look, I actually told you you should hire Brian Dable. Like here was the message, but 
Um, no, I don't. I miss that segment. That's insane. I love the team. I, other than my immediate family, there's nothing I care more about than the Chargers. My life, I guess, is pretty boring. I'm not going to dispute that. But to think that I am a member, no, I don't understand how, like, I don't even understand the context that that comes out. I just love the team. I don't think I play for the team. I don't think I coach the team. I don't think I'm in the management team. I don't understand that. I don't think I've ever spoken like I do think that. I just love the team. I'm a fan. So, no. Okay. Question two. Tell me about the world of Coke. <laughs> oh, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Tell me about that place. Uh, you talking about like the Coke store or the cool Yes, yeah, the place you sent me that you sent like well, everything. You sent me like a 20 second clip and it got me hyped. I want to hear about it. Okay, so there's a cool center in Outback, uh, Outback Epcot uh, that has um, like just sodas from around the world that they let you sample freely. They were all repulsive to me. Um, so that's just the cool center. You would probably like that sort of thing. And then there's just a big Coke store, or I don't know, like I showed you, just a lot of what, Coke. What merch was being bought? Like, what was the what was that? See, I'd be asking the questions. Like, what are the what are the popular sellers? Like, do you sell a lot of this stuff, that stuff? Like, what <laughs> what, what were people buying? Like, what did you see people buying? I wasn't in there very long to inspect other people purchasing. You saw the the shirts. I don't I don't know. They look so cool. I'd be right at the front desk and I would just be asking questions. I'd actually want to speak to like an assistant manager or something just so I could ask them questions about like what's popular and what sells. And but like... what do you care? Wouldn't you just pick like what you liked? Oh, yeah. But I'm curious what other people are interested in. Like what's the popular and hip sort of like Coke wear? Like, do they have any inside info on like new stuff that's coming out or like promotions? Dude, or... They're just people that are working their shift and the... At that place. And I, no, I will say not. the it is the organization of that park, parks, hotel resorts. It's beyond comprehension how organized that in, the entire operation operation is. And obviously, I guess it has to be because it's so massive. We had a wonderful time. Um, I guess my biggest takeaway from the trip is. You know, that my girls are angels, like seeing other people's children in the wild, like it just reinforces how lovely my, my girls are. Um, and the only thing I really want to share with you guys about the whole experience is something's going on in that place. And the numbers just don't make sense. But the amount of people that are in scooters and my heart breaks and, and full like this is not if you are like actually handicapped, there's a scooter for you. And if like you should see what this place does with children, you know, with special needs, it would honestly like make your your eyes water to see how wonderful they are. And that is nothing what I am talking about. But there is every there. It's just these hordes of humans on scooters. And you could tell who's never ridden a scooter before. People that need a scooter, that ride a scooter, they know how to turn a corner. They've done it in the grocery store maybe their entire life, sadly, or whatever their predicament is that has put them in there. These people, it's a, it's a, it's a travesty what is happening there. 
And credit to Walt and the organization for like they finally said, no, 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 no. You're not renting a scooter for $35 and getting to the front of the line anymore. They've pretty much made every ride where you can where the lane's big enough where if you're going to wait for the ride, you can scooter and you can do the turns. And you see these people. They've never driven a scooter before. They can't make a turn. Are these people chair bound? scooters like, are, sc- are, are in the stalling sc- in the middle of the path. Like, so, so no. What, so what you're are these say- larger people? Or, or, are. Or, or is it like when Homer accidentally got put in that old folks home and he wanted to be hooked up to the iron lung? Because here I am using my lungs like a sucker. Yeah. And, and you know what? I get it. It's a long day. That mother, those places are big. They are big. And my golf blister grew a goddamn blister. Okay. <laughs> I get it. I, my season long golf blister, like grew a mountain on it. Okay. It's, it's part of the experience. Maybe you could, they should figure something out. Like you're that gassed. Okay. You get like an hour on the scooter. <laughs> like you get a little reprieve. Here's the scooter. That's not what mobility scooters are for. It, it is embarrassing what is happening in society. And there's a generation of people like that are a bit older that rag on Gen Zs and millennials. These people can't even walk. They have no right to make fun of anybody for being lazy or not wanting to work. Again, my heartbreak, if you're actually, you need it. It's 100% should be there for you. That's why it is there. But it is like, it is like, I don't know. It's like a government system that people are taking advantage of. You you know, you know what it's like, the way that you're describing it is the people who bring like their chihuahua on a plane now, like, no, this is my like service animal, like their fake service animal so they can bring their pets on the plane. Oh yeah. I know my mother-in-law sometimes thinks she's so entitled. Her dog can go in the grocery store. I get so mad. I Ew, get so mad. So grocery I store. Get so oh, mad. That's awful. So oh no, no, not the grocery store. No, like, these entitled women. Taught. It's oh, there's no stopping them. Oh, no, you can't go in that grocery store. You can't have your dog no, flying like, around the know, line. Like sur- and then any questions? It's a service. No, it's like a, a mental health. No, no. And I, I and again, that it, it hurts to distract from. There are, you know, parents with. With children who could have, you know, some... Yeah, all, all it does like, is it, it, like it does a intense... disservice to the people who actually need the stuff. Yeah, and that is what they are doing to the truly needing of the scooter people. And to answer your question, Tim, no, it's not all, like, grossly people of size. People. Of size. people. <laughs> you should, like, honestly, if you're going to walk around a scooter, at least, like, live up the gimmick and put, a le- uh, put like, a leg boot on or something. Like, make me think you're... I don't know. That's my main... I heard there was a lot of ironic dad t-shirts being worn as well. Oh, yeah. The ironic dad t-shirt thing is like a vibe. It's a vibe. I don't own any of those. They're not really in my t-shirt collection. But, yeah, the Dadalorian, Bank of Dad. Um... Most expensive day ever. Yeah, and, like, with Disney font or... So it's the most ex- so, so le- okay so I'm so a lefty, hold on but I'm always right uh, <laughs> oh. or like I love I love my wife in huge letters on the front and on the back it's like when she doesn't notice I buy new power tools I don't even know how to quantify. Oh finding vino like yeah just it's a the ironic dad t-shirt 
is a vibe down there. That sounds like, so and- horrible. <laughs> yeah, that, that that people should be incarcerated for wearing clothes like that. I'm always in control, and it's like a picture of a video game remote. Like, no, no, go things? away, go away to jail immediately. <laughs> go to your Comic Con and wear that stuff. I mean, that's basically the, a version of Comic Con is going to Disney, isn't it? I like. Were there people in cosplay, Jeff, that weren't employees of the Disney Corporation? No, because they don't really let you wear costumes. Although it was Halloween, and you see some lovely, you know, family getups. And listen, you see these families, and it's like there's a lot of um, you know huge family vacations, right? Like grandparents and cousins, and the whole thing. So they're wearing like you know the matching T-shirts. Like, oh. Was- there's a oh. ton of that. That is everywhere. Uh, that's awful. I'm sorry. You don't need to dress everybody like you're the Van Trapp family in uh, Sound of Music and all have the same uniform on when you go out to your vacation. But it no, is, you don't. You know, it is beautiful to see those sorts of things in a, you know, in a, in a small way. It kind of made me and my wife resent, like, how come none of our, like, because we offered it to all of our family. Because they didn't want to <laughs> fucking go. Because it Pardon? you you offered it to your family so they might watch your kids and you guys could sneak off and do something else. As someone with little kids, I know how this family thing works. Yeah, but then there's the part of it like, you know, if it was my sister who asked, yeah, you know, maybe the, the private whatever. It, is your like is that. your is your family playing favorites and you're not the favorite? No, I'm very much Everyone's in great in good standing. I didn't I didn't mean to say <laughs> anything. anything. Uh, uh, we had a great time, even though our bat like we still don't have all our bags oh, no. um, from the trip. And it was a bit of a scene coming home. And I got yelled at by a customs officer. Uh, what were you trying? What were you trying to smuggle? Let's hear it. What were you trying to smuggle? Nothing. So we land like our plane was already delayed. And I will say. I love traveling during football so long as the Chargers aren't playing. Like, sitting in the airport, watching football, tracking the games, being on the plane, having football, like, that makes it a much easier day. Even landing and waiting, like, two hours for our luggage after a day of delayed of a delayed flight. Now, we knew the plane was delayed, so it's not like we sat at the airport. Like, it's, it's annoying to have a plane delayed, but if you know it's delayed in the morning, then... You know, we had it could have a nice day. We go for lunch like we did that. And I can, you know, track in the football. But we get there. Now the luggage isn't coming. It's not showing. We've been there for two hours. I got a three and a six year old. I just want my wife to leave with the kids. You leave. I will deal with this luggage. I'll bring it all myself. You get them home, bathe, bed. It's been a long week. But, you know, in clearing customs, you get like the paper form. And we're all on a form together. Right. Oh, yes. So they wouldn't. And I'm just like, what are you going to do? Like, I'm not even being uh, I'm having like a normal conversation. Uh, You know, I'm a pussy. Like, you think I'm going to talk up to a customs officer? You don't know me. Like, I might get agitated talking about the chargers. Trust me. That's not in my. This isn't Harvey's, for God's sakes. Yeah, exactly. This is (laughs) not Harvey's. He's not trying to sell you card sleeves. (laughs) This is not Harvey's. Or the lady who's making me mobile order when the cart sleeves are right behind her. And I just want a couple, <laughs> a couple ca- hard, hard cases. And I got, you know, cash and I don't have the credit card set up to your mobile shit. 
Um, and I'm just like, what, what's the worst that can happen? I'll go through customs again. Like, just let them go. What do you get? Like, you're going to make me stay here all night because I don't have my form. Uh, and the guy's like, no, you just have to go together. I'm like, that makes no sense. Like, just let them go. Look at the kids. I'll literally do the whole customs again. And then this from out of nowhere, I get this Braun Strowman looking fella. Everybody leads together. I'm like, okay, like that's enough. We're all leaving together. So we just left. I said, fuck it. I don't know if these bags are coming. I've lost bags before. Air Canada's delivered them to my front door every time. And so far, two of the four have been delivered and have found out they never even got on the plane. So waiting there longer would have been stupid anyway. And I will say, even the annoying day of travel, me and my wife, you know, at the end, I'm a mental midget. I could have the greatest week ever. That just an annoying travel day home could ruin a whole trip for me. Nope, 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 nope. I am I am mentally more mature. I not a chance. We had such an incredible week uh, that would not spoil one part of it for me. There it is. Okay. I took the kids out trick or treating last night. We we went out last year. They were 3 and 2 last year, but it was pouring rain. So we didn't really encounter anyone. We went to like six houses. They didn't really know what the hell was going on. But this year, out in full force. Halloween was back. Last night, the weather was perfect here. Last night, too. the weather was awesome. Uh, there, there was a ton of people in my neighborhood, just people everywhere. And then people started like driving cars through the neighborhood, which I, I don't get on Halloween, but I guess they were just dropping off their kids to go trick or treating in our area. Uh, did not realize, Jeff, the amount of booze <laughs> that parents are. It just never occurred to me because someone asked me. Because you see, like, parents with, like, a coffee cup or whatever it is that they're walking around with. There's just booze in there, as it turns out. I didn't realize that. And other people were like, do you have no self-awareness? Like, I haven't been involved in Halloween since I was, like, 12 It didn't years. happen when we grew up. It didn't happen when we grew I, up. I, I, I don't know if that's the case or not. I was 12. I would, How that? I would remember. What? I'd remember it. You're the same guy who you doesn't remember think, what? You are the same guy that didn't know that people were drinking in high school. They were drinking at the alcohol party. It's <laughs> not the, where I was at. Like, Anyway, I'd see people. Anyway, you'd smell it and see it. But I saw you. What do you mean smell shocked. it? What do you mean smell it and see it? There, you would see you the beer. To, you wouldn't. They're not. They don't have cans of beer walking around. Literally, people were saying that that I read your your tweet, and then like other people were talking about it. And like apparently, there are houses where like they give beers to the parents after they give treats to the kids. I was like, this is not my experience. Well, where I grew up, there was always a house that did give out shots to the parents that they could have a shot, but you didn't like bring it with you because they had all their booze and the coffee. And they're, I, I guess at the time, it would have been like a, like it wouldn't be the Starbucks mug, it would have been like a Tim Hortons cup or something like that, just filled with booze. Uh, but like I said, I hadn't been involved in Halloween, Jeff, really, since I was 12. I wouldn't have noticed when I was 12. I didn't bring my kids out until now, so it's been like 20 years. It never occurred to me. It all makes sense. I didn't think about it at all. I I, I was stuck at home doing the, the handout, um, you know, giving the candy. So I guess I missed That seems like time. that's the plum job, I'd imagine, of the two. Rather, instead of walking house to house, I think to stay home and give no. the handout. Well, no, no, like no, 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 no. Normally, no, 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 I would no. be out on the streets but my wife i don't know she organized something with her and like her little posse of of best friends and a couple of them were you know driving to our hood so like she created her own little scene and then i was totally not needed and yeah i stayed home i don't know if it's the best gig i i, I did a couple houses with the girls just to you know be an active dad 
Although I, it was a great dad last week. So. I, I, I would switch that up. Being there and seeing other people's kids, the worst. Being out with your kids, seeing them happy, walking around, getting candy, the best. That's the part you want to be at. I didn't realize your wife was, had a, I didn't realize your wife had a crew though, Jeff. She rolls like 70. No, not like a crew. Listen, like, is she, is she, she like AI's girl. mom? No, when I say a crew, listen, it's a girl. She's got like three friends. Oh. So how much Halloween candy do you have in your house now? Uh, there are boatloads. There are boatloads because we got a name. Yeah, we got an we got like a very close family friend who lives nearby who just likes to literally just hoards my children with candy not that they'll keep it all but yeah just dumps it uh we have way too much candy it's repulsive to be honest we bought way too much candy uh we weren't able to give it all away with the amount of people that we got i think we got like 60 or 70 kids coming to the door most of the action was on the other side of the street where the sidewalk is that makes a lot of sense and then the kids got a bunch of candy so we were at home we just have all this candy it's like we can't have this all in the house because we're just going to continue to eat this for the Uh next month so what we did was we put everything in a bowl and put it outside it's like we don't want to answer the door anymore we got to put the kids down to bed at this point it was like 7 45 um because they're young and you put them to bed and you know there's still people that are going to be trickling through so I, i go i put the kid to bed um and then all of a sudden i hear the doorbell ring i was like why the fuck is anyone ringing the doorbell there's candy out there just take one and move on I went out and Tim, what I told you happened. There was probably a hundred chocolate bars and candy, like the little ones, in a bowl outside my door, looked outside, all gone. Yeah, so, well, I guess it only takes one thief. Just whoop. I'm glad they took it. I didn't want it. I guess. Yeah, you're happy you still- they took it. You just didn't want the doorbell ringing after someone had taken it. That was I the guess. whole thing. Yeah, we didn't want the yeah. doorbell to ring to, to wake up the kids and us have to like leave the room to go answer the door. So then I had to like crack into the kids' candy and give them some of the kids' candy because we had no candy left. And then you turn the lights off later, peeps. Was it a good? So it was a good haul though. Yeah, it was fine. Very f- far fewer full size chocolate bars this year. Oh, I would, that's too I, would bad. Say, I would say down eighty percent from last year. Anything you had to throw out? What do you mean? Like people, when I was young, my mom or dad would check the candy, and there's always some things they'd have to throw out. Yeah, no one gave us homemade candy. Like there's always like the like the zip ziploc bag full of something like that would just get <laughs> thrown people, out. Unless it was... People don't. I don't think people do that anymore. Like they're not giving you candy apples and like their homemade treats. I I, okay, well, when I when that I see, used to I haven't done we Halloween kids, since that I, was real though. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I agree. I haven't done Halloween since I was twelve, and that was a real thing that people did, and I, I basically always got thrown out. And going to the candy apple house was like a house you wanted to hit too. No, oh, I would eat it oh, while I was trick or treating because I was really yeah. You know, what are you gonna do? You can't really t- put it in your bag. Oh, and by t- the way, t- my t- kid did get a can. I know you guys were talking about it. Was it last week or your Sunday? My kid got a can, like two cans of cream soda. Oh, never even had pop. So, so what you're saying is like the the people whose house that you went to, they were like, we have way too much of this soda. We need to get rid of it. Just dump it off to these kids. <laughs> I have cream no idea. Cream soda. It's a pink can, and now my kid wants to try it. And I'm like, eh, we'll try it together. One were day there many? Week. Were there many cans of pop on your side, Patrick, or mini sips or something? No one gave out any liquid. Not a single person, because they're okay. they're sensible people. Okay, but that doesn't. Okay, but there's also a lot of unsensible people, as you would say, who gave out pop. So, cream soda is actually pretty good. I've had a cream soda in a while, and I didn't get it. My kids got no raisins. Tim, what do you think that says? That's disappointing. Well, I guess people kept the good candy for themselves. Then. 
I didn't get, we didn't get any raisins either. We got a lot of bags of chips. I don't know how I feel about bags of chips as a Halloween mm-hmm. candy, but like they were giving out good chips. Like I, I, I pounded into some Cheetos last night. I was like, I can do Cheetos. I don't need your off-brand regular chips, but give me some like spicy Cheetos and I'm in. I, I, I don't mind that. Yeah. Lay's plain. That's where it's at. Paul, you had a question? Raisins would be one of the things you would want to throw out because they come in like the little cardboard and that could be really tampered with. Yeah, razor blade raisins. Watch out. <laughs> I guess. I, I guess I never really thought you of that. I mean, you could put anything in there. I and guess. Close it back up and nobody would be the wiser. Yeah, one of, these, one of these people could just, listen, you could be taking your raisins over and over. They could be prescribed to you. And, you know, it just takes one person to switch out one of those raisins. Then, boom, it's all over. All over, Tim. I'd be curious what candy people get these days. Like, like do the sorts of candies we used to get, people still get, like, runts and warheads? No, no, no. There's oh, none of that, there's, shit. There's no, there's and, none of that uh, stuff. Here's, here's how it works. You get... People either buy the full-size candy bar and give it out, like the chocolate bar, and give it out to you, or they buy one of the two small candy ones that have five separate, like, you know what I'm talking about, the big boxes that you see at yes, the grocery store. I or, do. or they get the box of chips, or they get the, like, Sour Patch Kids, Swedish Berries, like that one. Most people just get a bunch of both and give you a few. Then there are the odd few that have, like, the Halloween-themed candy which is awful, like a chocolate eyeball that you can give out, or those, right. or those like suckers that aren't suckers. They're just really hard, like they're not. Oh yes, I know what you mean. You know, like the, those still are floating around, but they have Halloween packaging on them. Like no one wants those. Like you, you yeah, of... I remember there used to be a caramel apple sucker that used to come out every oh, Halloween. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it had like the you know it was green sucker with the real caramel on it. Someone always gave that out. Same as the Halloween kisses, which I like the the the, the molasses ones. So Tim, did you not go to the store? Isn't this your move to like buy the fifty percent off uh, boxes today? I made a stop at lunchtime to pick up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. I saw. Yeah, sometimes Jeff, they're they're sold out by lunchtime. Jeff, did you have any like? Because I, I I looked through the boys' bags and I was like, all right, what's the one thing that I want from this? And I, and I found what I wanted. Did you have anything like that? Mm. No, but I ate a lot last <laughs> night. How many mini coffee crisps did you dominate, yeah, Jeffrey? The whole gamut. I made myself my own like super mixer pack, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I one of everything. I, I got a there was a full size caramel bar, and I was like, oh. I have I haven't had one of these in like five years. So I put it in the fridge. I, I've left it there for the night. So when I get home after filming this, I'm going to indulge myself. And I hope, yeah. hopefully it's as good as I remember it being. And those, even the mini caramel, like you get the two squares, those, that, that is always like an elite top, but it, they it is. Also, they're, they're hard to find though. Like they're not a part of like, yeah. the yeah, giant they don't packages. exist. They don't exist anymore. They're not like in one of those mass packages. And unfortunately they like, can sometimes be the most likely to lose their integrity, like get smushed or be, um, yeah, you know, thin, not, thin not, chocolate, not very ideal. thin. Yeah. On that same lane, I used to like the Rolos, but now the, the mini Rolos are awful. They're like the this, the tiniest little things. I, They're not worth I eating. I agree. I know what you're talking about. It's like it's a complete waste of time. At least the at least the mini caramel bars have integrity. Like it's a full two squares of real caramel chocolate bar. Like the mini Rolos are trash. All right. Uh, I had a tummy ache this morning, like bad. So. Oh, did you? Because <laughs> yeah. of your super mixer pack? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's, when you eat when you eat twelve mini Twix, Jeff, that's gonna happen. No, it wasn't twelve mini Twix, but it was like one of each. So yeah, we're maybe like flirted with twelve. Yeah. Did you have some Smarties? Had a Smartie? Whatever. Did you eat the red ones last? No, I no. I just used the Smartie box as a garbage can for the little chocolate so wrappers. I did the <laughs> exact same thing today. I have that's the box I got. That's why you eat just, the Smarties first, because then yes, it yes, a hundred percent. I did the exact same thing. I put the little Kit Kat and I put the little <laughs> whatever in the Smarties box. Yes, okay, okay. So everybody must do this. This is just a thing people do. It's not just something no, that man, I do. It's from my engineering degree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You went to you went to Western. That wouldn't surprise me. That's what they taught you in engineering. <laughs> All right, we we ready? Are we ready to get back to football? Or do you guys got anything else? No, that was it. I sort of just do a potpourri today. I thought that yeah, was good. I like that. We could talk about Halloween. Seattle at Arizona. Arizona is a two-point favorite home. 15.5 is the total. These teams played two weeks ago. Seattle won. It was a very low-scoring game. Now DeAndre Hopkins is back. It looks like we may get James Conner back for this contest as well. I don't really care. I still like the Seahawks here. I just think the Seahawks are straight-up better, Tim. I mean, it's a very reasonable case. Uh, as somebody who has both a Seahawks to make the playoffs and Cardinals to win the division bet, Um I'm in a tight spot here. I'm going to play the Cardinals, though. Ah, you know, that line is short. Do I really think now that the Arizona's back to full strength? Pardon me, that they're a worse team than the Card than the Seahawks. That's kind of what that line indicates. They, I think that they are. I, the Seahawks are like good in Arizona. Kind of side. They were terrible against Minnesota. Minnesota let them yeah, and sneak they, back into yeah. the game, and every chance, as soon as it got close, and Arizona had a chance to tie it up, get within two, just fucking blew it every time. Yeah, but I think we have to learn to ratchet back our expectations from NFL teams. And what we what we used to consider terrible or bad is just like middle of the pack now. Uh, we have to sort of be a little bit more, I think, a little bit uh, less harsh. We evaluate teams because the quality of play is just down in the NFL, and that's just the way it is. See, I, I would say that Seattle, and this doesn't mean Arizona can't win, Jeff, but I would rank, if we were like to power rank the teams, I'd have Seattle somewhere inside the top ten. Like, their defense has been better. Their offense looks really good. They can run the ball. They can get to the passer. They have guys making plays in the secondary, generating turnovers. Like, I, they wouldn't be two, but they could be, like, you know, seven through ten, something like that. Yeah. I'd have Arizona at, like, I don't know, 18, 19, 20, somewhere down there. Like, they were lucky they got the two pick sixes in the Thursday night game against the Saints because they were probably going to lose that game, too. I mean, I think you're making a very strong case, but I still – think at home with their guys, Arizona puts up enough fight to win. And so I'll take them. Yeah. So I am not as bullish as a lot of people are on Seattle. That being said, I think they're my favorite story in the league. Like the entire, like even the macro concept of, of what happened in the off season and all the Pete Carroll, you know, just negative stuff and, and how it, it feels like you know what a wizard of a trade that they made and the Geno Smith story like I don't think there's a better story in football it's my personal favorite story in football right now owning those Bronco picks I still just see these teams as much closer division trading wins uh I'm gonna take Arizona in this game yeah there's just one problem with Arizona not any good it's a problem 
when you're playing Seattle, who's getting coached up by Pete Carroll. These young teams, man, motivator, making people compete. That's what you like to say. I don't think Cliff is making anyone compete on the Cardinals, but we'll see. You're not wrong. Uh, There's a tweet that just came out. I got to talk to you guys about this. It's from Brennan Cooks, and here's here's his tweet. It just says, don't take a man's kindness for granted. Covered for the lies for too long, those days are gone. Cross the line with my playing career with a bow and arrow emoji. Thought that was just very interesting from Brennan Cooks. Hmm. What does that mean? Is he annoyed he wasn't traded? I think- there were rumors Viking. There were a couple teams that seemed like would be really good fits there. And the maybe Packers? he feels like maybe he feels like they promised him something. There were some even Chargers rumors with Cooks last week. I think week. he's alluding to the fact that maybe he knows something about the whole Watson. Oh, I'm sure he does. And they probably told him to keep his mouth shut. They'd make it up to him and do whatever he wanted. And then they didn't do it. Yeah, it seems like he feels like they broke a promise and now he has dirt on them, I guess. Yeah. Just it's a really weird tweet. Anyway, uh, Rams at Bucks. The Bucks are two and a half point favorites at home against the Rams. 42 and a half is the total. Would not have guessed this. This was the NFC Championship game last year, wasn't it? No, it was the NFC no, Divisional the Round. Yeah. It was the one where the Rams were up big, then the Bucks came back, then the Rams won. Is that what happened? That's correct. That's correct. Can the Rams block enough? Because they, they had real problems against the 49ers, and the 49ers were not at full strength. That's for either I mean, of you. <laughs> I mean, feel, I feel great about the Rams in this game. The Rams should be favored. They're not. Why, why should they? But why should they be favored? Because the Buccaneers are a bad. Bad football team. And the, and, and the Rams are good? No, the Rams are not good. But the Buccaneers are legit, like, terrible. They went from having, in the first four or five weeks, the best defense to that defense having fallen off a cliff. And for no apparent reason. they they, they All four uh, members of their secondary were injured last week. In fairness to them, like you say, nothing has changed. They were missing four starters from one unit on the field. And they're all pro linebacker got hurt in that game. Yeah, I mean, but I I still don't under like given the teams that they were playing, given the very soft part of the schedule that they were going through, that should counteract a lot of that, and it just didn't. Um, I just you know the offense is completely out of sync. I I don't think Brady Brady shown no no interest in being there. Like he doesn't seem motivated, doesn't seem interested. I mean, he's got his guys. He's got you know Tampa's offense is what it is, and they made no significant trade, so they are who they are. The team is just. Busted. They're poorly coached. Uh, their offensive strategy is completely nonsensical. They ind- indicated they intend to run the football even more going forward. Like they, so they're actively trying to not win games with this team. Um, I see it. This is a disaster team. They're three and five. If they lose this week, which they very well could, because it, I mean, people are still going to say at three and six. Oh, but they still could absolutely win the division and make the play. Like, I mean, that's true. I mean, that that is true. They could be three and six. They and be are a game back. They in the are. They are that pig that gets shot out of the out of the uh, you know in the Simpsons where you say it's just a little dirty. It's still good. It's still good. It's just a little airborne. It's still good. It's still good. No, it's gone. It's gone now. It's finished. Uh, the Rams. It was interesting. You know, the Rams were leading at halftime against San Francisco, and I thought they actually had a decent plan in place. And then just it, hell erupted, and San Francisco just hit them with thunderbolts in the second half. But that's not something Tampa's capable of doing. I think the Rams just stick to their game plan and they play solidly. 
uh, they should win this ball game. I think the line is wrong. It should be the Rams by a point or two. I like the Rams here to win and cover. They're on the money line parlay as well. Wow. I was going to make the Bucks. I'm, my done, super, I'm done with Tampa. I was going to make the Bucks my super lock, Jeff. Uh, just there's one thing that I, all I want to look at, and Tampa's been suffering from a lot of Jacksonville type problems where it's been worse lately, but they still move the ball. They just can't score any points, which I will agree. A massive problem. It's not very good. You know, we got Brady's out of the divorce. We got that narrative. That's off his mind. But here's the real thing. The Rams can't block. Tampa still has the best, second best adjusted pass for, or sack rate in football behind Dallas. They are going to maul Matthew Stafford. And you say the Bucs can't run the ball? You're right. Neither can the Rams. These are just they're no. kind of mirror teams. And here's the key part, though. Cooper Cup looks like he's going to play, but it looks like he's not going to be anywhere near a hundred percent. If you're going out there with a 70% Cooper cup, what the fuck else do you have on this team? We're going to score negative four points. I don't think Tampa can score enough to win. I don't see no evidence from them to think that this offense could do anything. Uh, they're just, I mean, look week after week, after week, everyone's like, this is their spot. They should like, how many points did they score against the Carolina Panthers? Three, three, three. like, there you go. Like, they couldn't score against Dallas. They couldn't score against uh, the Saints. They couldn't score against Carolina. They couldn't score last week. They can't score. They're not good. They're a bad football team with really good players. They're a bad team with good players. They are not going to win this game. I mean, They're going to lose this game. I will concede to you that the Bucks are no good, but let's not pretend like the Rams are any good because they're equally as bad. The Rams have, few, Rams have lots of problems, but they have fewer problems. I don't know. Jeff, you need to be like Rick here. Can you weigh in? (laughs) I feel like I'm not a fair person to weigh in on this because I hate this game. I don't have a strong opinion on this. And you hate the Rams. No. What I'm about to say is I feel like I don't have a strong opinion. I don't see myself betting this game. So for my own personal interests, I'm going to ride or die with my anti-Bucks futures and say, the Rams win, and to just piggyback on that a little, I actually trust McVay and Stafford more than Brady and Bulls right now. You so I don't even know what that's worth, but it's a game I don't love. Um, so there, I just did that uh, generic coach-quarterback combo I like more, trust more, that I feel is actually going to work harder this week. That's probably more invested um, in all aspects of football right now to try to figure it out. But it's scary to think how many of Tampa, the Rams, and Green Bay actually missed the playoffs. All three, one of three, two of three. At this point, it's, like, at this point the likeliest outcome is all of them miss the playoffs. That's the likeliest outcome. If you had done that before the season, I think it would have paid like 86 to one if you parlayed those three together. I believe it. They were the three division leaders from last year. They were the three. They were the one, two, and three seed in the NFL and the NFC last year. The problem is they all have like irreparable problems. I think the Rams are the fewest problems of the three, but still. Tennessee is going to Kansas City on Sunday Night Football. Tennessee is a twelve and a half point underdog to the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, who are coming off the bye. Still not sure who's playing quarterback for the Titans. I would expect it to be Ryan Tannehill. However, Jeff, it is my theory that they have a better chance to cover this game if Malik Willis is playing. They have a better chance to win with Ryan Tannehill, but I think that's very low. They probably have no chance with Malik Willis. But to cover this 12 and a half, I I would want Willis in like 
basically what the Bills did on Sunday night when they're like, yeah, okay, we're, we're playing a preseason game now. And then Willis just takes off for like 200 yards rushing against absolute scrubs on the Chiefs back end. That's how I could potentially see this game going. I Maybe Derrick Henry can just rush so much that to limit the Chiefs' possessions, sneak out a turnover somewhere and keep this game close. I, I don't know what to do with it, though, because I loved the Bills last week at 10.5, and, and I bet it at 10.5, and, and they won by 10 because they turned the ball over instead of kicking a field goal from the two-yard line. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally see what you're saying, and I guess to the Malik Willis aspect of it, the backdoor and the fact that you know, he is a rookie. It is so young in his career, even in a, you know, trailing by 17 points, every snap will still feel like it matters for Vrabel and the offense and the coaching staff in terms of developing um, Malik Willis. So I can see that point. I don't know if this is enough. Arrowhead at prime time off a bye. What a horn! Like in terms of spot games, what a bad spot game for for the Titans. Um, I'm trying to even remember who did they? Oh, they beat up. Uh, oh yeah, that they beat up Houston. And, and, and the text, the Titans defense has been better. A lot of that, you know, somewhat due to quality opponent. But they have technically the best rush defense in football. What a what a team to waste that on. I hate taking the underdog in these games on this show because I do feel like by the time it kicks off, the spread is higher. So just by saying I'm going to take Kansas City, I feel like I'll get CLV with it by the time people lose and want to trust the Chiefs on Sunday night. Well, I think it's worked out in the the underdog in Sunday night football. The big dogs have been coming through. Green Bay covered the spread. Pittsburgh covered the spread against Miami. Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah. Anyone remember what it was before that? I mean, uh, the Bears didn't cover as a big underdog. Again, again, that was in like week two, wasn't it? Yeah. The Bengals were dogs and didn't cover against the Ravens a couple of weeks ago. No, they did cover. Now they pushed. No, the Ravens were, yeah, it was either three points or or the Ravens covered. All right. Just, it feels like the dog in these primetime games has been the play for the most part. Obviously, they're not going to. The Chiefs were the favorite and blew out Tampa Bay. Yeah, but like the the Browns were dogs on Monday night, and they yeah they won that game outright. The Bears were huge underdogs, so the Patriots won that game outright. Like, I'm gonna blindly take the Titans. Yeah, Browns last night, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not take I'm not betting the Titans, but I'll take the Titans for the show. I'm sort of on Jeff's train. Like, I think this game's gonna get to 14 or 15, so there's value in taking a minus 12 and a half right now, and so I'll take the Chiefs. I don't know. I don't. As much as I like this Titans team, and still think, I mean, they are sort of who I thought they were going to be. I think there's a stronger chance than not that Malik Willis plays, and then I think they're that they're really going to lose big. I don't agree with your point about a better chance to cover. I, I think that Malik Willis will throw them out of the game if they even dare try <laughs> to throw the ball. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll play. Kansas no, City. listen. That, that's that's kind of the whole point of it, though. Malik Willis throws them out of the game with a lack of offense. Kansas City gets up big and they're up by so much it doesn't matter, then Malik Willis starts playing against scrubs and scores a bunch of points when it doesn't matter. You, see, you think Malik Willis is good. I'm not convinced he is. I mean, I, I know that he can run around, and I know he can bomb the ball. <laughs> I'm very skeptical. I mean, he was not good against Houston. It didn't matter. But they didn't let him do like what we saw in the preseason, what he was able to do, where he just generates <clears throat> big plays against bad players. Unfortunately, most NFL team starters are good players, so... That's the problem. But once the Kansas City puts in the third stringers, maybe it's a different story. That's That would be how I talk myself into Malik Willis covering this spread. That would be my case for it. 
Monday Night Football, Baltimore at New Orleans. Baltimore might be out. Like Bateman's out multiple weeks. Mark Andrews might not play in this game. Don't know about Michael Thomas. Don't know about Jarvis Landry. Don't know about any of the DBs on the Saints. Is that three now? I was surprised uh, it went up. I, I thought this would stay at two. One, I guess people like Baltimore here. They're favored by three, by the way. The, the Saints are a home dog of three points. I assume you're rolling with the Saints here, Jeff. Yeah, Saints at home, Saints off that annihilation. It's all coming up for the Saints. Saints are about to go on a run. Saints are about to go on a run, bigly. I'm going to take Baltimore. I, I don't think that the Saints have an answer for Lamar Jackson in this game at all. Tim? Maybe they don't, but I think Lamar Jackson is the only thing that the Saints, uh, the only thing that the Ravens have in this game. You described some of the injury to uh, skill position players. And the Saints are kind of scrappy, and they're at home, and that's a, that's a tough joint to play on a Monday night when you're when you're shorthanded, as Baltimore is. I don't know. I, I'm going to play New Orleans here. I think they probably get the get things in order here. And I'm on Team Anti Buccaneers with Jeff, so the Saints winning a game will uh, will will help that too. I, again, I, I think the Saints are better than than you give them credit for. Uh, maybe I, not as much as Jeff thinks they're good. I, I still think they're they're limited. But I sort of take a middle path here between the two of you. But they're, I don't know. I mean, there's also some wishful thinking here, too, in that I could use Baltimore to lose a game. So it was great last night that Cincinnati lost a game. But uh, I like the Saints here, I guess. I think that the Saints are going to end up probably being the sharp side of this game, probably the side that you should bet, and then people are going to watch the game or 10 minutes in and Andy Dalton has thrown three picks or something like that. Just strikes me as one of those games. Oh, okay. And maybe Baltimore Baltimore will run another play, unlike the Raiders did. Then Devontae Adams runs down sidelines and tries to make hero catches on balls that are nowhere close to him. That was not a good play, but you know the Raiders really stuck to it. It was their only play uh, in the game. <laughs> yeah, that was a, they, they checked out of that game. But I think Devontae like said, has a huge game this week. He and Eckler, those are the two guys I really like this yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, Eckler should, fantasy. Eckler should absolutely tear apart the Falcons, which means... Actually, Jeff, this is a question that uh, Jake brought up to me on the ranking show. Who is their backup now? Because Spiller was active before the bye, or is it still Sony Michel? I don't have a clue. I'm gonna say, but they've been desperate to find a complimentary back. Josh Kelly was finally playing, like, tough and the best football of his career, and he got hurt, like, the second series of that bronco game spiller did not look very good in in some limited opportunities versus seattle but that was his first game i think ideally it would be spiller but i don't i don't have a clue pat and they've been desperate to find a compliment for eckler and they've invested draft capital and they there's nothing nothing works ever we suck now that Tim has said that Eckler is going to go off, I just assume Eckler is going to get hurt on the first play, and then they'll have to bring in whoever. So if I can guess who that is, you know, I can make myself some decent money here. Superlocks for the week. I'm down between Seattle and Tampa Bay as my Superlocks. Two very low spreads, but two teams I'm confident are going to win this game. I'm going to take the Buccaneers, minus two and a half, as my Superlock. Jeffrey. Detroit. Yeah. I almost took the Chargers. Who are you taking, Tim? Chicago. You just pick against them. You just power the Dolphins every week, man. Then you're going to be wondering why they got it. It's a bad line. There's value there. You said it yourself. There should be a two or three point spread. No, I didn't say that. 
I said the line, the five point lines are always the sketchiest. The road team laying five. And in my head, like, I think it should maybe be closer to three than seven if having to pick a key number. Yeah. And I mean, according to ELO, the number's way off as well. According I, to what? The electric light according orchestra? The, yeah. 538's uh, projection models. Thinks that game should be about a two point game. Uh, but I mean, there's actually quite a few games that are way off this week, but uh, that's one of them. Are they, are they printing money? I don't know. I mean, you're just blindly trusting the system. Like, are they showing results that these whatever I'm numbers? I'm not looking that, into it. I'm gonna say you should probably look into whatever they're projecting. But I trust out. their. I project project the, the intelligence of the people that run that system. By far, the teams they that have the most value guy. on it. Yeah, exactly. By far, the teams that have the most value this week are the Jets and the the Bears by the numbers. Well, you're five and three, and the Titans too, for the matter. You're five and three on your super lock, and I think all three games you've lost, you've picked against the Dolphins. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But I really feel good about the Bears this week. If I hadn't taken the Bears, uh, you know, this famous last year, if I hadn't taken the Bears, I would have taken the Chargers. I thought you would have taken the Rams. You were all over the Rams. I like the Rams, too. They're on my parlay, but no, I like the Chargers. The Chargers should destroy Atlanta. Destroy them. I mean, they should, but they're the Chargers, so they'll do something absolutely ridiculous to lose or not cover. At least it was like that. Game, it was like that game last year, Jeff against Philadelphia where love the chargers. They went on the road, beat the crap out of Philadelphia. And then it was like a three point game at the end. I think they won by four. Or the line was two and a half and they won by wow. three, but they really should be great just- for them. It'd be great for them to win. We get them on Sunday night football next week. It'd be good for them to bounce into that primetime game with, uh, with, with a big win. We are going to get annihilated by the 49ers. Annihilated. We better beat Atlanta to get to five and three so we can get annihilated by the 49ers to be five and four and then, you know, still like have our head above water a bit to try to do something. Where is that game? It's in San Fran, but it wouldn't matter because look what San Fran does at. Uh, well, that's what I was gonna say. At, is at is so there fi. is there is there so far fatigue for 49ers fans? Is what I was trying to get. Like they just went oh. all out to go play the Rams against the Chargers. They're like, eh, we'll take this one off. You know, I will say the biggest concern, and it should be a concern for the league. At you know, the Chargers will always have issues, um, and you know, winning first will need to help. But the Rams. The Rams built that place. The Rams paid for that place. The Rams went out and made the trades. The Rams went out and won a Super Bowl. And you would think doing that would move the needle like just a little bit. It didn't move the needle at all. Like even looking at the local, the LA TV market uh, numbers each week, it, it, it doesn't indicate any sort of spike from previous, which means the Chargers future is utterly hopeless. But that's just like what a scary sign that you can win a Super Bowl and not even make a dent in a market. Pfft. What a crazy place. Tim, as I mentioned, your teaser lost last week. So you're one in seven for the year. Your lifetime record is 16 and 110 now. However, the one you did win this year was a money line parlay. So I see you're going back to that. What is it? It is Cincinnati, the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Rams. Bet the house, win 5.62 houses. How can you have 0.6 of a house, Tim? It doesn't even make sense. Uh, 
you you have one of those uh, split levels, you know, and you rent out the bottom. Oh, so <laughs> bet one house, get get five houses and income property. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I like it, Tim. What's up with you recommending Bentley SUVs to your friends? <laughs> I was asked about you know this, a friend of ours was looking for an SUV. Like, like looking for a nice S, like a nice car, and he's like, I want, you know, I'm interested in an SUV, and so I recommended a few different SUVs. I recommended the Jag, and I recommended the uh, the Porsche, and I recommended a Bentley one too, the the Bentayga, because it looks really, really nice. And like, if he wants a nice vehicle and like he wants to drive around, and uh, I, I think that would be a really, really nice car to have. Head headline, Jeff. Be- Bentley makes a nice car. I mean, it's not unreasonable. It's pretty yeah. unreasonable. Pretty, yeah. It's pretty unreasonable. Paul. How much money does Tim think a Bentley SUV is? He knows how much it costs. It, only because I was told. If I had been asked to guess beforehand, I would have said, I would have guessed, I don't know, like $400,000. <laughs> So, so, so you would have guessed more than it actually is. Yes. So when I heard it was only two hundred fifty thousand, I was like, actually, that's not nearly as much as I would have thought. Like, I wouldn't say they're giving it away, but that's like it's affordable. I was looking at some SUVs. Even the one I'm, I'm attracted to the Genesis. You know, that saved Tiger's life. Yeah, that looks like a nice one. I'll tell you though, the I hear great things about the Jaguar F Pace. Duh. I hear great things about it. It's a really nice car. I, that's yeah. It's more than uh, yeah. My dad had that car. I can't have that car. It's okay, more, fair enough. But it's, it's more than you want to spend on a car. I, and I think the Porsche. Well, the Genesis nice was more than too. I thought it would be. Also, to be perfectly honest, um, Infinity makes a nice one too. The what is it? The KN? The Cayenne? The pepper, the Cayenne, the Porsche Cayenne. Yeah, oh, that's a beautiful. Yeah. No, they're not. Beautiful. Those are fucking trash. I hate every single one that I see. I, I just, I couldn't fathom buying a Porsche and getting it as like a mom, soccer mom SUV. Like, that feels like you're defeating the purpose of getting a Porsche. But then, what, wouldn't you say the same about like a Bentley? Yes. Oh, it's a total power move. I would. It's, it's not. It's not move. a power move. Like unless you are. I'm not going to say that. Um, okay, no, we'll <laughs> move on from that. I think it looks stupid. I just, I, I don't get it whatsoever. I think they look really nice. I'd love to have one. I mean, you can go in, and you can go in with all of the, uh, oh, okay, I guess I will say it, Jeff. There's a lot of, uh, I, I, well, the first time I ended up going to like to buy a new car, like leasing a new car, uh, I did learn that white cars are just substantially cheaper than every other car. Makes a lot of logical sense. It just never occurred to me. So, I don't, so I'll, what's that? I can't do white because no. I can tell you well, why. No one, but... Well, no one wants to do a white car because it gets dirty all the time. I mean, there might be other reasons outside of that, but that's also why it's cheaper. The the coat of paint, the specialized coat of paint isn't put on it. So you save yourself like 2000 bucks if you're going to get the Porsche or get whatever car that it is if you get white over a different color. So I see, so I, I noticed that in the back of my mind. Put that away. Put that in the storage bank for later. So I see a bunch of people driving around in these white Porsche SUVs. I'm like, so you're all moms, so you're rich. All women. It's it's all it's all moms, like or like trophy yeah. wives. Uh, but like yeah. you're you're rich enough to get the Porsche SUV, but you have to get the cheapest color. Like something is off there. 
White is very men do not. It's very rare, like for a man. Yeah, I see a lot of the white SUVs. It's usually um, the moms because I'll be honest, my mom gave me a white SUV, and I just it. I want. And I accepted it, and then I quickly realized, oh, my God, the only people driving this car are, and I had to get out of it. Yeah. I can recommend you a, like, what, what kind of SUV are you, like, are you looking for, like, a family SUV? Yeah, we're look. yeah, we got a Santa Fe. We're, we like it. My mom, um, my mom has a Santa Fe. Okay, so, it's, so it's, it's time to, to trade up to a nice one, then. Yeah, it's time. I'm not debate. That's yeah. Santa that's Fe. why I told you Santa I was Fe. I was looking. It's ready. I was sort of taken aback at how expensive the Genesis was because, you know, I thought like I could hit up Navbatia and and get a good deal. How uh, <laughs> maybe he'll give you maybe he'll throw in some Raptors courtside tickets yeah, that's, along with that's it. Raptors super fan. Yeah, uh, not that anyone would know what that is. But... <laughs> if you're from Toronto, you know that guy. You see him on TV all the time. You saw him a lot during the NBA championship run, but. Yeah. I, I, if you're looking for cost efficient but good car, I have the Volkswagen Atlas, but the Tiguan is like super affordable and it's pretty nice. I know a bunch of people who have the Tiguan and they all really like it. And you have the Atlas in the best color, which is like that dark forest green. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. like we, with the littlest kids, I feel like we need the biggest car possible, which seems counterintuitive because they're so small. But when they're so small, they have the giant car seats, the amount of shit that you have to bring for them all the time. You can fill up that back seat pretty quickly. And if anyone else comes with us, we need that back row to put them in as well. Like if grandparents are coming with us. But I think as they would get older, I downgrade to a Tiguan because you, know, you don't need a car that big. And they're like, they are actually, unlike the Bentley, Jeff, they're actually affordable. Yeah, no, I actually had, we had one of those before this car. So I liked it. I maybe would go back to that. I wouldn't, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of those Tiguans. Or as our friend told her, to, when he looked for an SUV recommendation, our other friend just said, fuck that, get a Ford F-150. <laughs> <laughs> but there we are. Oh. Anyway. Uh, anything else you guys want to chime in? You know where in? to park a Ford F-150 in the city, Pat. You can't. <laughs> no, there's nowhere to. If you live in a city and like, a truck isn't specifically a part of your work, I, I couldn't fathom owning a truck. It makes no sense to me. Eh, only if you grew up driving them your whole life. and you're, That's what you're comfortable in. If you grew up driving a truck your whole life, chances are you didn't grow up living in a city. No, but you could have grown up. You could be living in the city now because you might have grown up on a farm, and uh, now you live in the city. Yeah, but like imagine like the. I mean, Paul can attest to this. Remember that parking lot that we used to use for, across from our old studio, and the amount of trucks that couldn't fit in there. Oh yeah, Toronto is like a nightmare if you have a big vehicle. But like where we live here, out in the East Coast, it's like unless you're going like downtown, go downtown. Halifax, like you. This is truck country. No, no, Calgary was truck country when I lived out there. I mean, yes, more so than here, but yes, you do see a lot of trucks here, but you do see a lot, particularly where our friend lives in New Brunswick, you do see a lot of trucks. All right, well, there we are. He also uses it for his job, so that... Yeah, but they're also a good winter vehicle, too, if you drive in a lot of snow. Great roads. Great roads? New Brunswick's roads are amazing. Yeah, they made that double-A in highway. Well-paved. 
Places Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. trash roads. Yeah, bad roads in Nova Scotia because people actually want to come here and drive around. The only thing that New Brunswick is good for is actually driving through. So <laughs> fair. there's that part. That is a true statement. I assume the roads in Manitoba are super nice as well. No, they're too broke. Too, okay. Anyway, we should probably get out of here since we're now talking about this. Follow Jeff on Twitter at gfeinberg17. Follow the coin at lcoin on Twitter. Paul Paul Shagby at the PME and Tim at Tim on the cost. Tim and August. Not my Twitter account. No, I, I it, it got verified. I verified it today. I saw it. I clicked on it. I was like, verified, Tim Andercus. That's you. Can't believe you. That's the eight dollars you ever spent. Yeah. I, I can't believe you're paying twenty bucks a month for that. Yeah. All right. Sub to the newsletter, play in the Listener's League, do all of that fun stuff. And for more, Tim, Jeff, and myself, check out the Hammer HQ YouTube page where we're going to start filming right now. All right? I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.